Chinuch al Tadesakridesh, purity of the mind, educating children only with Torah. At all times and in all places, no one is allowed to desecrate the religious sentiments of their fellow, even if they are coming from the government, especially not in this free country, especially now, at a time when our brothers and sisters are being cruelly murdered, slaughtered, and butchered by the Agagi, the Nazis. At a time that terrible danger hangs over the holiness of the land of our fathers, may Hashem have mercy on the land and on us. At a time when our Jewish brothers of America are risking their lives on the battlefields of land, air, and sea. At a time when this country needs heavenly mercies that the enemy may not come to our shores and nearby, and that the American army and its allies succeed in the war of justice and peace. At a time when the president of this country, President Roosevelt, is stirring the nation's feelings of belief so that every nation turns to their God that light will overcome the darkness. At this time, the members of the committee are considering a decree, may never be, that touches on the apple of our eye to desecrate what is holy to us. With these stirring words, the Friedrich Abbe rallies against the possible law requiring the Mudei Chol to be taught in the morning before the Mudei Kedish. What is so horrible about such a law that merits such a response? More generally, what is the Lubavitcher philosophy about studying secular studies in school? Should all schools be teaching the Mudei Kedish exclusively? Should parents pull their children out of a secular studies program? Did the Rebbe agree to secular studies program? In the following article, we will explore the Rebbe's opinion on this matter, taken directly from Sichas and letters on the subject. What is the issue with Lamudei Chol? What exactly is the problem with secular studies, and what is included in secular studies? In Perikas of Tanya, the Alter Rebbe explains various levels of klipas and how each of them affect a person, frivolous talk, Lashon Hara, and so on. Secular studies, the Alter Rebbe says, have a uniquely detrimental effect on a person, whereas other things affect a person's emotions and such. Secular studies defile the mind. They make a person's very brain tummy. The Rebbe points out that the Alter Rebbe doesn't use the term usr or puzzle, but tummy, impure. When something becomes tummy, there is no apparent trace. It doesn't look any different. Yet, it changes fundamentally, to the extent that anyone who even touches it for a, even a single moment cannot enter the Beis HaMikdash. Tumla is so serious that it affects even a newborn child. In no other area are an old person and an infant the same except Tumla. When an infant touches Tumla, even he changes fundamentally and cannot touch Kachim or Tumas. From this we can understand the seriousness of Chachmas Chitzonis. It makes one's mind tummy. This is more serious by children than adults. Naturally, the mind of a child is completely pure of sin like an Eden before the sin or a Mashiach comes. And the only way it can become impure is if one goes and introduces impurity to it. Thus, one must be very careful not to defile their minds by teaching them the Mudechal. This is especially true in the early few years of a child's life. The first three years of a child's studies, the Rebbe said, are the most important foundations for his future success. Yet, they take a child and defile his mind with English, grammar, and so on. If only adults wouldn't know these things either, how much more so children until 9 years old, 12 years old. I would say even later, but to fasta meruba like to fasta. Hashem says that he doesn't need Ganeidin, he doesn't need the Beis HaMikdash. All he wants is to dwell within them, within the minds of a Yiddish child. Yet they take this mind and defile it with secular subjects. This refers to all secular subjects, not only subjects of anti-religious content, like philosophy.
As the Rebbe explains in a letter, the Alta Rebbe explicitly writes that he's referring to subjects that are klipas nega, neutral in content, including math and such, as well as grammar and English as mentioned in the Sikha above. The True Standard Thus, it's clear from the Rebbe's letters and Sikhas that the ultimate goal is for students to learn purely Lamudi Kedesh. In an uncharacteristically warm letter, the Rebbe congratulates Rabbi Pinchas Katz upon enrolling his eight-year-old son, Rabbi Zev Katz, in an entirely Lamudi Kedesh class. I was happy to receive your letter with good and blessed news that you arranged for your son, Zev Vichesko Shlita Akayin, to learn Lamudi Kedesh the entire day and that you also helped arrange a special track for this purpose. Thus, you have the merit of the public as well. This chus is multiplied for every single day that your son learns the Mudik Kiddush in the hours that he would have been learning other studies. May you report good news constantly and forever. Obviously, you may show this letter to everyone else who did the same thing, and you should certainly show it to those who haven't yet made the truly good choice, and who haven't yet received these merits. Every action bears fruit, especially when you speak with words that come from the heart and enter the heart. May Hashem give you success to be a good shliach in this lofty endeavor as well. In one revealing letter, the Rebbe encourages someone to continue their fight for purely Lamudi Kedesh. It is shocking that there are people giving reasons against learning purely Lamudi Kedesh, for there is no rational reason for it, although it seems that their logic is being twisted by their will. May Hashem give you the merit and success to durchbrech in them eyes, Break through the ice that seems to exist in your community, and may you transform this coldness to the light and warmth of holiness, the light and warmth of chassidus. In fact, the Rebbe wrote that children themselves might feel an instinctive revulsion to secular studies. In a letter about a child who prefers playing over learning, especially secular subjects, the Rebbe begins with an insurance that there's nothing to be concerned about, for it is very normal for children to enjoy playing, especially at that age. But, the Rebbe adds, you should reduce the amount of hours spent on secular studies, if you cannot cancel it completely. For perhaps, this is a sign that he does not want to learn secular studies, although he himself does not understand the deeper reason for it. And it also is affecting his Lamudic Kedesh studies. The Rebbe also advised such an approach for parents who wanted their children to be healthy. You should minimize, at least, the amount of Lamudic Chol that they learn until a certain age and add in their Lamudic Kedesh. They will pick up the Lamudi Chal from the streets. By doing so, they will be more healthy physically, for you didn't need to have harmony between body and soul, and when the Neshama gains, their body gains as well. Secular studies, tools in life? But how will a child succeed in life without the tools of basic education? How will he make it without a rudimentary English? In an emotional Fabrengen on Simplest Tereda 5715, Tavshin Tesvav, the Rebbe spoke strongly against such a mindset. If something is useful to us, the Rebbe said, the Torah, our guidebook, instructs us to do it. If we would need to study English and secular subjects in order to make it in life, there would have been din written in Torah that we need to learn it. But not only does Torah not mandate it, Torah explicitly forbids it and tells us that it defiles the mind. This means that it will not help a person in life at all, but on the contrary. Some people think that they can outsmart Hashem. Instead of using the tools that Hashem gave us for success in Torah, they will look for their own methods of success to study English, and then they will be successful. They must remember, Hashem created the world 5,714 years ago. Since then, He has been running it as He wishes, according to Torah, and He will continue to do so. Hashem gave the Torah to Yidin over 3,000 years ago, and our Batslanshan nation that does not learn grammar, etc., is standing strong. All other nations with all their Chachmas are gone. The Yidin, the Batlansha nation that has no chachvas and no expertise in the way of the world, are standing strong 
holding on to Torah. Thus, the argument that these studies will benefit them has no standing. Yet, the parents come and steal years of their children's lives. What right do they have to steal their children's years? Is this why Hashem gave you children so you can take them away from their lives? If you can't overcome your Yitzhahara, should you be putting that on the lives of your children? In the following Sikha, the Rebbe said that if anyone was thinking that these words were applicable to them, then they should know that it was meant for them. You should know that I mean it, I meant it for you, and you should start listening. As the Rebbe put it in another Fabrengan, the Rabbein gave us a warning that if anyone comes and argues that you must think about the future of the children and teach them secular studies, then you must disregard how they are giving their message, whether they are speaking openly or dressing it up in a style of our sages, because this is the Yeser Hara. He might be quoting my Mari Chazal, but he is distorting them. Throughout all the generations, Yidin would cover their child with a talus to bring them into Cheder so that they wouldn't get affected by the Ayin Hara, meaning the Satan and the Yitzhar Hara, which cannot handle Jewish children learning Taida. Instead of that, people are taking Jewish children and putting them into the hands of the Yitzhar Hara to tear them away from Taida. The reason why some schools do teach it. If it is so important to only study Lamudic Kedesh, why is it that many religious and Lubavitch schools do, in fact, have secular studies? The main reason mentioned by the Rebbe often when discussing this issue was the legal challenges involved. Another reason is that this could attract additional students who would only attend the school with secular subjects. This brought about a nuanced approach as the Rebbe writes in a letter to Rabbi Shmuel Abba Senek of Munich. Regarding the founding of a school, where they would study both Lamudic Kedesh and Lahav de Lamudic Chol. This varies depending on the place and the people. We find both extremes. In certain situations, our Abayim opposed it completely. In other situations, they helped such schools from behind the scenes, although they themselves didn't establish them. This was very rare, but it did happen sometimes. Thus, you must judge the situation and decide. In another letter to him, the Rebbe writes that it depends on the situation in the community and whether such a school would be pulling them to the right or to the left. Thus, Rabbi Nachman Sudak and Avram Korf related that when they set up to start their day schools in respective communities, the Rebbe instructed them to include secular studies program, which would attract students from a broader crowd. In a sikha, the Rebbe gives deeper insight into this. Being that we are coming closer and closer to the Gula, it is critically important to reach every single spark of Elikus, even if we must be lenient in certain things in order to do so. That's why, the Rebbe said, that Abayim stopped fighting wars against the Mudechal, even though it used to be completely out of the question, for it enabled them to reach more and more sparks. However, the Rebbe added, this was only after they taught the children more chassidus as a counter for the Mudechal, and one must never forget that it's only a temporary solution. Don't lose sight. The Rebbe explained that the Abayim's occasional support for the Mudechal can be compared to the approach of doctors helping patients. In a hospital, the patients have unique lifestyles. They rest their entire day without working, they have many meals a day, they walk around the white gowns, they imbue special medicines that are dangerous if taken in the wrong quantity, and so on. This is what will heal them. But imagine if you take a healthy person and put them into the hospital to live the hospital lifestyle, to rest the entire day and do nothing else. Not only wouldn't it help them, he would get dangerously sick. The same is true with the educational institutions that teach the Mudechal. These were established to help people who have spiritual sickness in one of their spiritual limbs, in one of the mitzvahs. Terror demands from us that these institutions to help these people, and we must do everything possible in order to develop and strengthen these mitzvahs, in order to save Jewish neshamas, each of which is an entire world. But everyone must remember that this is like a hospital. It's only being done because there is no other way to heal these neshamas.
This is especially important, the Rebbe pointed out, for people who are involved in the schools, the teachers, parents, and students. Returning to the example of a hospital, regular people would never dream of trying the lifestyle of a hospital. But people who have been sick and were hospitalized, they are the ones who must constantly remember that this isn't how life is supposed to be and that they should never get used to it. This applies also to the doctors who work the entire day in the hospital saving lives. They must never forget that this is only for sick people, and if they were to treat healthy people in the same way, they would be harming them. The same is true in the schools with the Mudichal. One must always emphasize to the people intimately involved, the educators, parents, and even children, that they should not be lulled into the notion that this is a healthy approach. It is only meant to heal spiritually sick and gather all the spiritual sparks. As soon as one is healthy, one should begin acting like a healthy people. There are no laws about your attitude. This was also the Rebbe's message for yeshivas and schools that have l'mudichol for legal reasons. There is no law about your attitude towards l'mudichol and how you should approach it. Now, even regarding the existing laws, one must have the correct attitude. As the Rebbe said in a sikha, which was later edited and published, your focus should be less on fulfilling the laws of the country and more on fulfilling the mitzvahs and laws of Lahav de Hashem. You swore an oath to do so at Har Sinai before there were ever laws of this country. Of course, existing laws need to be adhered to, the Rebbe added, but there is no requirement about your attitude. In a letter to the National Conference of Heads of Yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael, the Rebbe puts it succinctly, being that students are impressionable, both from direct influences and indirect influences, they are certainly affected by the attitude towards these two subjects, Lamudi Kedesh and Lahavta Lamudi Chol. It is absolutely necessary for the child to see clearly that although both these subjects are studied in the yeshiva, the primary focus is the study of our living Torah, and the secular studies are only secondary and much less important than the main thing. The child must always know that although he studies both subjects, they are not the same at all. During Lamudi Kedesh, he is studying holiness and purity, and then during Lamudi Chol, he is studying subjects of nature, and only because there are spiritual sparks there. He should therefore give it only minimal attention. Unfortunately, however, the Davis saw that many educational institutions had gotten their priorities wrong. Instead of remembering that their secular subjects are only there for legal reasons, they put greater emphasis on the secular studies than Lahavdu Lamudi Kedesh. The Rebbe pointed to several areas that schools need to focus on in order to keep their priorities straight. The Emphasis on Lamudi Kedesh Accomplishments In a Purim Fabrengin, the Rebbe quoted the Gemara that explains that the Yidin were given the terrible decree of annihilation because they enjoyed the banquet of that Rasha Achashvedish. But the Rebbe asked, why was attending so bad? The problem wasn't that they ate non-kosher food, the Rebbe said, and the problem wasn't so much that they actually attended the banquet. The problem was that their pride and enjoyment stemmed from dining with the Rasha. They enjoyed the banquet because it was the Rasha's. It's one thing to attend the banquet. Even a tzaddik can fail at an Isayin. But why are you enjoying it? And why are you so proud that you merited to sit with this Rasha? The same is true with schools, the Rebbe said. It's one thing to teach the Mudechal because of requirements to do so. But why do you enjoy the banquet? Why do you enjoy the fact that a student knows what Shakespeare wrote? If you think that there's no other way, at least go into a room and cry about the fact that this is what you must do. But instead, you have deep pleasure that you arrange for another 30 children to eat from the banquet of the Rasha. Why, the Rebbe asked, are schools more proud of their students' secular accomplishments than Lamudic Kedish accomplishments? Why are they so proud that they were able to impress even a non-religious teacher? When a student knows by heart a hundred black Gemara or certain amount of chapters of Mishnayis, it's taken for granted. 
No one gets overly excited, not the Rashivas, not the teachers, and not even the parents. Of course, the parents are happy, but they won't buy him a car for it. The Shivas are happy, but they won't publicize it. But when a student is proficient in the works of Shakespeare or some other drunk and can deliver an analysis of the language and psychology, that's when a Gewaltiker Sturm is made. The administration and Rashi Shivas publicize their amazing accomplishment that they took a Bakr who could have studied Lamudi Kedish all day and instead they put him into the banquet of that Rasha so that he has successfully studied Shakespeare and even his secular teacher must admit that he is good. The parents are so excited that they purchase him a car, send him to a country on vacation, and make a family event complete with photographs. They themselves know that this child doesn't come close to the one who finished 100 Black Gemara. So why don't they publicize in the newspapers that the student completed this and this amount of Gemara? This attitude affects the children as well and ruins the very foundations of their education. When the children see that they, when they know this and this amount of lines written by that Rasha, as in Nitzchayach everyone is excited. When it comes to the words of Lahavdio, Abayin Rava, the Rambam, Rishonim and Achirim until the Ramah, Mehechi Tesi, it's no big deal. It's enough that only a few people on Hashem know about this accomplishment. You can just imagine the effect it has on a student. The Rebbe directed his words to the schools as well as the parents. Make sure to show that child that your Nachas comes from their accomplishments in the Mudei Kedesh. Staffing Priorities Another area the Rebbe pointed to was staffing priorities. He decried the fact that many schools put a higher priority on their secular teachers than their Lamudic Kedesh teachers, paying them more and on time, and accommodating their request more readily. In a warped way, this makes sense, the Rebbe explained. The school knows that the Lamudic Kedesh teacher would never quit due to lack of payment. Being that he's a frumer yid, he will certainly not leave his job because of the mitzvah of teaching young children. He is obligated to teach because of Hashem's commandment, we're doing him a favor by paying him. Thus, he takes whatever he is given and whenever it comes. Whereas the secular teacher is not fulfilling a mitzvah, and if he's not paid, he'll go look for a job somewhere else. However you want to explain it, the children see one thing. The secular teachers are being paid twice or three times as much as the religious teachers. Not only that, but the religious teachers need to run after their checks, and even then, they receive head checks for a few months later, until they get another head check. The children will find out this information and they will come to one simple conclusion. Secular studies are more important. During this Fabrengian, the Rebbe established a lending fund to advance money to teachers that had been given head checks from the school. This inappropriate attitude expressed itself in other ways as well. The heads of schools promote their secular programs. The physical textbooks and classrooms are higher quality. And even the donors are expected to give less for the Mudekadesh. When it comes to a building for secular studies, they find someone to give a quarter of a million dollars, another person to give a million, a million and a half, two and a half million. They can even find a big donor if they teach the Kedesh as long as the focus is on the Chal. But when it comes to building for purely the Kedesh, then even high dollar is considered a large donation. At the very least, the Rebbe said, there must be equality between the secular and religious subjects. Lamudei Kedesh in the morning. One major point of emphasis by the Rabbeim was that Lamudei Kedesh must be in the morning for all classes. As they quoted, The first and best part of the day, when the student's mind is fresh, must be dedicated to studying Hashem's Torah. The legally mandated secular studies should be in the afternoon when the child is tired. Although the Rebbe did not spell it out clearly, it is obvious why this was such an issue. It can be difficult and costly to arrange. When the schedule is flexible, the school can arrange that teachers for Lamudi Kedesh and Lahavdu Lamudi Chol switch off between classes so they are working the entire day. 
When all the Mudei Kiddush is in the morning and all the Mudei Chol are in the afternoon, the school often needs to employ double the amount of teachers. But the Rabbeim considered it to be a fundamentally important issue. In 5702 Tavshim Beis, the Board of Education of New York wanted to coerce the Jewish schools and yeshivas to have their Lamudei Chol in the morning. The Friedrich Rebbe came out forcefully against this effort, decrying it as a horrible gazeta against Yiddishkeit, desecrating the holiness of Torah. It must be explained clearly that putting Lamudei Chol, Lahavdel, before Lamudei Kiddush cannot be done. They must know that they are desecrating the religious feelings of our nation. In several stirring letters from that time, we see the glimpse of the Friedrich Rebbe's work in this area as he lays out plans of action to deal with the government and to raise awareness in the Jewish communities, emphasizing that no compromise was on the table. All Yidin, no matter their affiliation, must join in demanding that this horrible decree be nullified, he writes. The Rebbe also took a strong stand on this issue, speaking about it in several sikhs and corresponding it about it to heads of schools. One unnamed school wrote to the Rebbe that they wanted to begin having Lamudei Chol in the morning for certain classes. After reminding them that Lamudei Chol is in the, in the yeshivas only for legal reasons and that one should never go further down the path of strengthening the Lamudei Chol program, the Rebbe added, In order to make it easy for you so that you can convince yourself and your supporters, consider this. For about 10 years, you have stood strong in this issue. And notwithstanding all the challenges and difficulties and cost associated with it, you prevailed that Lamudei Kedish should come first. Now, we all believe and hope every single day that Mashiach Tzitkenu will come and take us out of our physical and spiritual gullus. So imagine to yourself that you made this change. After 10 years of standing strong, you gave in at the very last moment. When you and your students go out of gullus, your institution will be counted amongst those who begin the day with ABC and only afterwards do they have Lahavdil Aleph. Referring to Hashem, Alufi Shalaylam. We must be Meiser Nefesh. Raising the standards of our children's chinuch is a critical priority for which we must be Meiser Nefesh. As the Rebbe said in a powerful sikha on Yud Shvat 537, Tavshin Due to the laws of this country and others, a horrible situation has come to be. Children cannot go through a school day without studying Lamudei Chal. This begins from the age of 5 when they begin Chumash and continues through the age of 10 when he begins Mishnah. 13 when he becomes Bar Mitzvah, and 15 when he studies Gemara. We must take a lesson from the Friedrich Rebbe, the Balai Lula. He literally risked his life and sent others to risk their lives to establish Chadarim for Jewish children, where they would study Al-Tars HaKadosh, only Lamudei Kadesh, without changing any of the educational standard that Yidin have used throughout the generations. How much more so in our days, and in our country, where there is no physical danger, Chas v'shal. The greatest effort must be invested that the children's education should be purely Lamudei Kedish, without any Lamudei Chal, except for when the law gives no leeway at all, and only to that extent. I am certain that with a bit of effort and focus, one can immediately minimize the amount Jewish children spend on Lamudei Chal and dedicate much more time in quality and quantity to Lamudei Kedish. If one makes the decision knowing that it is a necessi- necessity, for that is how the Alt Rebbe passed in the laws of Tamatayda, then he will certainly succeed.